Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So it appears, though, there is a phenomenon happening, not just in Canada, in the U.S. and elsewhere. Uh, A phenomenon that uh, people are having less sex. And it's not specific to, to any one group either. Uh, that would include uh, people who are married in longer-term relationships, but who also include young people, include millennials. Uh, the group that maybe people assume are just constantly having sex all the time. Right? They've got Tinder. They've got all of that. But apparently that's not happening. So it raises an interesting question of why that is. And also questions about the impact the importance of being in, in happy, healthy relationships, the importance of having quality sex lives. It's a topic that our next guest is uh, very well versed in and um, has some interesting thoughts on. Lori Brado is a director of the UBC Sexual Health Laboratory, also Canada Research Chair in Women's Sexual Health, professor of the, the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at UBC, also executive director of the Women's Health Research Institute. On top of all of that, is the author of a book from earlier this year called Better Sex Through Mindfulness. Dr. Brado, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. So question first of all, then, are Canadians having less sex and, and how do we know? So the, the data that have been published have been drawn from studies that have been done in the United States. And essentially what those studies tell us is that um, millennials uh, and iGeners are having less sex nowadays than they were 20 or 30 years ago. Um, and those data actually pertain across the lifespan. So I think the most surprising finding was that it did apply to millennials. Although those data were based in the U.S., um, we can extrapolate those findings to the Canadian setting. And and although that study hasn't been done in Canada, it's probably the case that the same would apply to Canadian individuals. It seems counterintuitive in the sense that, you know, we perceive this as almost like the the era of, of Tinder, of easy hookups. Yeah, it and you know certainly um, many would would argue that we live in a somewhat sex saturated society with the availability of uh, of pornography and of online dating apps, etc. Um, and yet the data pretty conclusively show that rates of sexual activity, if we compare how frequently people engage in sex nowadays compared to 20 years ago, it's gone down seven times um, uh, per per year uh, nowadays than it was 20 years ago. And really the question is why is this happening? given the the feeling that we live in such a sex-dominated society. So is is it because more people are single, or are we seeing this even amongst people who are in relationships? 
Yeah, we're seeing it in both. And so some of the reasons that might uh, apply to the single individual, certainly um, we know that people are, are frustrated with online on dating uh, apps in that, you know, they, they don't necessarily um, fill the gap in wanting in, in people wanting to reach out and seek intimate encounters or seek companionship and partnership. And so because of that, people are simply not dating as much as, as they used to. But uh, among partnered individuals, there's probably a whole host of other reasons, not the least of which at the top of the list is stress. So we know that stress levels at, are at an all-time high, and the, sex in, uh, the Stress in America survey that's published every year shows that rates of stress are increasing. And this isn't because we are facing big traumatic stressors in our life, but rather it's the day-to-day grind, the never-ending to-do list that produces um, pretty, pretty chronic levels of stress in a way that directly affects sexual activity and sexual response. Interesting. So, I mean, some may see sex as as a bit of a a stress reliever, but I, I suppose it's not that simple, is it? No, and, um, and and frankly, among people who report sexual concern, so whether it's the 40 or so percent of, of women who report chronic low levels of sexual desire, um, what they'll say is that having sex is yet another thing on their never-ending to-do list. And so for those individuals, they actually see the prospect of, of um, uh, arranging sex and thinking about it, getting, getting ready for it to be quite stressful for them. And they might actually engage in avoidance behavior so they might have, uh, avoid things like undressing in front of a partner, going to bed at the same time as a partner, or many of the common um, activities that would, would be a prelude to sexual activity. People are simply avoiding them. Well, in a perfect world, we could just wave our stress away, but obviously we, we don't live in that world. So if, if the stress remains there, what, what do you suggest to people in terms of how to, to cope with it or, or get around it? Yeah, so I think that that is absolutely crucial is recognizing that there's a direct link between stress and sexual interest and sexual activity. And unfortunately, I think there are many stereotypes that pervade which suggest that sex should be automatic, it should be spontaneous, um, that if you just, you know, touch someone in the right place at the right time, that they'll respond. And none of that is the case. So first and foremost, it's about recognizing, are there high levels of stress in your life? And, and if so, um, what sort of strategies can can you implement to start to reduce those levels of stress? Um, I think a second really important thing to do is recognize that sex um, should be planned. Uh, there's very few important things that we do in our life that are totally spontaneous and unplanned. And so for sex to be valued and for it to be enjoyable and satisfying, it really does need to be prioritized. And, and that's not uh, that it occurs, you know, at 11.30 p.m. after the evening news. What do you make of this, you know, this emerging uh, sex doll industry, the possibility uh, even down the road of, of, you know, what what people have called sex robots? Do you see that as a disruptive factor in in relationships and and the sex lives of Canadians or, or do you see it being a factor? Yeah, it's it's been very interesting to see the response um, to this emerging um, trend, if you will, around the availability of sex dolls. And certainly my own view is that they have a place to play. There are some individuals 
who, uh, for any variety of reasons, whether they're psychological reasons or physical-related reasons, um, simply are not engaging in sexual activity despite their levels of desire and despite them wanting to. Um, so there's certainly a you know a place to play among those subpopulations. But one of the things I think that I'm worried about is will these become an outlet for people who elect to no longer engage in dating or who elect to disengage from sex in their established relationship. And I think um, that it's an opportunity for us to really study these things and, and track over time who are the users of these sex dolls or sex robots um, and what are their motives for engaging in that type of sex as opposed to real human partnered sex. Right, because, you know, the broader question, I guess, of, of whether there is um, a societal concern about any of these trends, I, I suppose what any individual chooses to do, the kind of relationship they have, I mean, at one level, obviously, it's, it's, it's their business, but do we have a, a vested interest in whether Canadians are, are in relationships, happy in relationships, having productive sex lives with, with their partners? Is, should it concern us? It should concern us, and it's because of the increasing amount of data showing that sexual health is is quite um, tied to global quality of life and, and global ratings of personal satisfaction and relationship satisfaction. So we know that when people struggle sexually, it's also related to higher rates of depression and anxiety. Um, it's also related to higher rates of um, emotional and relational discord and dissatisfaction. So because of the impact of, of sexuality and sexual satisfaction or dissatisfaction on all these other parts of a person's life and their relationships, um, and presumably those extended relationships, it suggests that it is something valuable, it is something worthy of medical attention, um, and certainly worthy of more research. Very interesting. Uh, we'll leave it there. Dr. Brado, thanks so much for the insight, and thanks so much for making some time for us here today. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Well, this is uh, Dr. Lori Brada, Director of the uh, Sexual Health Laboratory at UBC, also Canada Research Chair in Women's Sexual Health. Canadians uh, are having less sex and all you know, kinds of reasons for it, but she says maybe it is cause for concern. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.